The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand where it gives light to all in the house. Just so, your light must shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, good evening. Good evening. I want you to kind of imagine, and many of you probably already experienced this, or maybe you recently experienced it, or maybe you're a, you're a teenager hoping for it, and even if you're a little one here, you can put it in the context of maybe a special toy of some kind. But think about maybe the first time you got that car of your dreams. Or maybe you still have that car of your dreams in your mind's eye. But that car, I mean, if you're like me from Georgia, it's a truck, right? Four by four, all that stuff, 350 diesel going, right? But just imagine this car, right? Your car, in that sense of car, and all of a sudden it's delivered to your home, okay? And your home has a garage, whether you have a garage or not, but just imagine garage, garage comes, garage door opens up, it's there, here comes this car, it comes in, you're just so elated with this car, it comes in, it backs in nice, it's parked in, then you take a really nice cover to cover it, right? You cover it up, you cover it up so, so that no dust can get on it, so the paint stays nice. And all. You cover that thing up all nice, cover it up. It goes around the, you know, the, the mirrors on the side and everything. You work it around, you lace it down, all that stuff, and it's covered in your garage. And you never uncover it up the rest of your life. may sound a little silly, like, well, where's Father going with this, whatever it is? With it? Well, Jesus is speaking to his apostles in the time that he walked, and he speaks to us in the today of our life. So it's, so it's almost okay to kind of take things that we can maybe relate with a little more and try to fit them in the context of what he's really trying to say. If you lived in the time of Jesus, a little, even the clay, um, jar or whatever it was or whatever they used, the special clay thing that had the oil in it that lit the lamp was expensive, was costly, was needed. And so you safeguard that. You remember the story of the virgins with the lamps and some didn't have it, some had to go and they had to do that. Same thing with salt. Salt was important. These were important things in their time. So Jesus is trying to speak to them in the today of their life and relate to things that are important. And so he's speaking to them and saying, you, 
You are the light of the world. City set on a hill can't be hidden. It's out for others to see. And when you make the connection that you can kind of step back a little bit in the first part, Jesus is talking about salt, right? Right, you're, you're the salt of the earth and salt was used maybe to add flavor and salt was used to, to, to uh, preserve meat and different things like that. But maybe, just maybe, and I'm kind of reading it, it maybe too much and you know, I'm sure a great theologian will correct me, but just kind of reading into it that maybe they were thinking, okay, salt, but you're also talking to us that we could lose flavor so that the world, the big bad world can come in take away the flavor, take away our salt. So you know what we're gonna do? We're just gonna keep our salt to ourselves, you know, in the cabinetry and all that stuff. And we're just gonna kind of salt, we can do that. But Jesus, when he's speaking about light, no, 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 let me say it a little further. Put it on a lampstand, put it out for a city set on a hill. You are the light of the world. Jesus wants to say to each and every one of us today, that we are light. And the light that we have in our home, the light that we have here, it has a source. We know we can go through it. Maybe there's someone I met at a baptism today. Father, I'm an electrical engineer. Can tell you everything about light, how it's what you need to get that light going. Right? 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 Every light has a source. And the source of our light is Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world. I am the light of the world. It's not just a coincidence in the right, it's actually a God incidence in the right where actually we have the Paschal candle, the main candle, representing Jesus, the light of the world, at our baptism, at every funeral. It's there, it's got the five pins for the five glorious wounds. It's blessed every Easter, alpha and mega, top, bottom, the year, all times belong to you representing Jesus, and at every baptism, those of you who've been godparents or parents with your children being baptized or grandparents, you're there. It's an important moment. People fly in and drive in to be godparents and they receive the light of Christ. Receive the light of Christ for those little ones who are unable to give their I do, I do to their baptismal promises so godparents and parents do it for them leading to them to their confirmation, the fullness of baptism, where they say, I do, I've received the light of Christ, I've received it through the sacraments. But we're not only receiving Christ's light this evening, we're also called to transmit it. We're, all, we're also called to give his light. The nine o'clock mass, after the nine o'clock mass, this one gentleman came up, he was very patient. And sometimes you're there at the end of mass and you see everybody going and you're like, it's kind of hard because you're really enjoying a conversation with somebody, but you see someone go out of your corner of your eyes. And I'm just that constantly distracted person. Like there's a squirrel, there's a squirrel. But it's like, hey, 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 see ya, have a good week. Hey, see ya, have a good week. But you're kind of there greeting people and you're kind of, don't feel bad if you're ever there and I'm kind of looking at you and saying hi, but I'm also like, hey, hey, because God loves all of you, right? You're all, all these little lights going out of the world. But this one guy was waiting in line, patiently. Let everybody go ahead and wait to then. Then he came up to me and he had this like light in his eyes, just this, this excitement in his eyes. And it made me think afterwards of Jesus, you know, when Jesus sent out the 72 and they come back and they're like, you won't believe it, man. Like it was fun, blue sky, all this stuff was going on. 
And he was so excited, like that person who comes home from work or from school or something, something big happened, and they're like, they're like, they're like, I gotta tell you something. I gotta tell you what happened this past week. So he said, Father, last week the Holy Spirit was really moving, and when when you when you when you when you said to us to truly, we're blessed, and to go out and bless someone else. And, and if you see a homeless person on the side of the street or something, the first thing, what all of them really, really deep down want is they want to be seen. They want to be affirmed. They want to be loved. And ask them their name. And he said to me, I took you up on it. There I was walking on the street. I see this homeless person. I come up, and I just stop. And the Holy Spirit hit my heart and said, ask him his name. So I paused, and instead of like giving him something here or whatever, I looked at him, I conversed with him, I said, hey, can I ask you, what is your name? So he told me, Father, his name? And then, may I bless, may I bless you. And the holy homeless person put out his hands and said a blessing over, said a prayer over me, Father. He was going there to give, give light and say, what is your name, calling you by name to try to be Christ to him? And here's a homeless person. May I bless you. What an exchange. If there's anything you take away, any good that the Holy Spirit can bring out of this evening and what's said, and I always, when I turn my back and I go over there, I always pray to the Holy Spirit, what do you want me to say? You know their hearts. But if you take anything away, just take this one word away this evening. Put it on a post-it note on your computer at work. Put it on your basketball shoes. I say this a lot, those things. Put it in your locker. Put it on your desk at home. Put it on your refrigerator. One simple word, ball. We're in basketball season, right? That's easy, ball. Even the little ones understand ball. Can you say it with me? B, I can't hear you. A, L, L. One more time, please, B, A, L. L. One more time. We're getting good at this. Ball. Be a living light. Be a living light. The light of Christ is coming to my heart. He's alive. That's what powers us to bring light into the world. We do not lead electricity. We do not lead solar panels or anything like that. We have the light of Christ in our heart. Be a living light. I thought of all of you coming into Mass this evening, wasn't it? The Holy Spirit put on my heart. I'm sitting there in the presider chair and I'm kind of look, looking at all of you. I'm like, man, each and every one of you, no matter your size, your age, or little, or this, or that, wherever you are in your walk of life, you are a light. How many people at Mezzanote saw you get out of your car and come walking up here? You're a light. You're showing them a way. A way where? To encounter Christ. You parents are a light bringing your children. 
I saw parents come in, you know, mass kind of got started a little bit. I'm never, never judging anybody. I'm like, look at the effort they made to be there. Look at their effort to be a light. Stroller in hand, baby in hand, they're moving, they're getting, I'm like, that is a beaming light. Look at that family. Be a living light. This week, imagine your world and what type of light do you need to be? Back in the time of Jesus, they just had the oil lights and fires. We got all kinds of lights which can inspire us and the Holy Spirit can speak to our hearts and say, what type of light do I need right now to illuminate those around me? How can I be a light, Jesus, for them as you who are the light of the world have been a light for me and you're a light for others? Jesus was a beaming light when he transfigured before Peter J. Light. Gentle light for Nicodemus in the darkness of the night when he was trying to understand. Maybe God is asking you this week to be a dimmer light switch. Is there somebody at work or in your school or in your circle of friends in which you in some small way can slowly pull up that dimmer switch? Not all the way where it's a floodlight and they're like, that's too much, man. But just a little. Just a little. Dim it up a little in the life of someone at work. Maybe if you just put B-A-L-L on a post-it note on your desk, try that. It's gonna happen. Give it a try. Do a test. At work, if it's on your desk or something, someone's gonna walk by and they're gonna say, hey, well, what's Paul? Oh, don't worry, it's just, it's just something that's inspirational for me. A week later, they're gonna come back and say, hey, Little, I mean, why do you got ball? All you got on your desk is ball. Uh, it's a, you know, it's basketball season, but it's kind of an inspiration to me. Three weeks away. <laughs> no, really, what's ball all about? Well, it's inspiration. Be a living light. Maybe over lunch. Hey, you want our lunch conversation? Let's, let's talk about a little about Jesus at lunch. You're a believer. I know you go to this church. Just turn up a little bit, not a lot. I used to have a person in New York who used to go around. He was Jewish, an Orthodox Jew. And he'd go to everybody's cubicle, everybody's office. He'd knock on the door and say, hey, hey, Richard, good to see you, man. How was your weekend? Hey, you're Catholic, right? And I said, yep. And he goes, did you go to church this weekend? Did you go to Mass? He'd go to the next one. You hear him knocking on the cubicle. Hey, how was your weekend? I was great. And he goes, he goes hey, you're Presbyterian, right? Did you go to church? Take family church. It's like, dang. But he knew how to, Bill had a gift, right? He knew how to kind of bring it up. So maybe to be a dimmer light switch in someone's life. Maybe the Holy Spirit's asking you to be a pilot light. You know a pilot light when you got one of those gas um, fireplaces at home where the light's lit there and you as a pilot light, you're carrying this little pilot light all over the world and you find yourself and all of a sudden you get in in the midst of someone's life and someone needs to somehow have the stir of the love of God in their heart stirred up and you pop in there and you just tell them how much God loves them and bless them and when all of a sudden you become a pilot light and boom, it just lights up the whole place. Because you brought that little light, that pilot light, into the life of someone where it's all there to just be set aflame. You affirm them, you, you brought confidence to them you engage them. 
Maybe you're called to be a chemlite. Those of you who are in the military know what I'm talking about, a chemlite. Chemlite, for the little ones, they'll get this. Chemlite is a glow stick. You know, the glow stick. You may be out there right now and say, Father, you know what? You do not understand my heart. And you know what? And you're right, I don't. The Holy Spirit does. And you may be like, in my heart, it is broken. I'm hurting. I'm hurting right now. I've got a relationship that's broken. I've got a family member that's sick. I'm suffering illness. I'm just trying to find out what the meaning of my life is. And you're talking about being a light. And I'm telling you, I'm feeling broken. And maybe the Holy Spirit is telling you, be a glow stick. Because the only way you're going to light a glow stick or a chem light, and it was used in the military to bring people back to safe harbor because there was no electricity in the desert. It was dark. And the only way you could find yourself back home to the rest of your unit was if people did what? Broke the chem lights. Because inside that plastic is the casing where you have to break it. When you break it, it breaks and all the color comes out. Jesus and the light of the world meets us in our brokenness. And it's in our brokenness like a chem light where maybe in our brokenness and in our suffering that the light of Christ shines through. Think of the people you've met in your life who have been suffering, but they amidst that radiated joy. Even when we're broken, we can be a light. In the end, my brothers and sisters in Christ, you, me, and all of us, we're all called to be a reflecting light. Jesus calls them at the end to be a reflecting light so that they may see the good that you do and give glory to God. The moon up in the sky, which we'll see in the dark of night, if it's a clear night like tonight, it doesn't produce any light. The moon receives its light from the sun and reflects it back onto the world. We're here to receive him who is light and then to go out there and truly with the help of his grace be a living light. Amen.